And one of the great problems of history is that the concepts of love and power have usually been contrasted as opposites, polar opposites. So that love is identified with a resignation of power and power with a denial of love. Now we got to get this thing right. What is needed is a realization that power without love is reckless and abusive and that love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best. Power at its best is love, implementing the demands of justice, and justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands against love. Jamie, it's good to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, you too. This is like really the first time we've interact what up, sex witch hey okay. <laughs> hey what's up <laughs> that was just, the strangest like introduction to somebody she was like hey it's our friend jamie she's a sex witch i was like oh. <laughs> the first thing i Michael. don't want to do when i meet a new person is sexualize that's right i know not at I know. all what i no, want I my that. first and i was like yep. well okay mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever is like how many times michael has and it's playful for him but how many times he's been like like we're we'll be in a group of people and he'll be like hey this is jamie she's a sex witch and then he just leaves yeah. like he leaves the interaction to just yeah. like it's fun for him to be like and not to with me but to with them yeah to yeah, just yeah, be like yeah. what are you gonna do with this because he knows i can handle whatever but it's like yeah. his most enjoyable social experiment but yeah. i don't use the identifier anymore at all nah. i've retired it so he doesn't get to it anymore either but i love yeah. it i love it it's that indelible was... you remembered yeah <laughs> you it was 27 you know what i'm saying you like that was yeah. so 2017 but i remember yeah. that because i'm like hey here's Here's this woman that I immediately sexualized in the middle of the Me Too movement. You and I didn't saying? want to. Like, no, I didn't And I had no plans. Yeah. yeah. No desire to sexualize yeah. this person. Like, you know what I'm yep. saying? Help Nadine get her own sewing machine in notions she wants to be a tailor and can get her schooling for only 175 dollars go to donorc.com slash pwna helps hey uh jason i don't know if you realize what happened uh, when we were talking on the phone a couple of days ago too like we're talking about the country and how jacked up it is but then i asked one sports question and you and i went to another glorious world yes escapism and it was yes. just like everything is fine <laughs> yes i was like yeah it was what's crazy is like like please keep this in the pod it, <laughs> it's the moment my i got two alerts like right back to back was like oh trump for the first time in history will be the first president to ever get impeached twice and then it was like james harden traded and i was like <laughs> with yeah, oh, yeah. yo you know what i'm saying i was like that's which a good one, sandwich yeah mm-hmm. can, does which one do i let my brain go to you know what yeah. i'm saying where i'm like they both matter to me yep you know <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. I actually was the one to inform my boyfriend about both of those things happening. Because we had talked about James Harden trade, and I was yeah. the one who sent him that tweet and also sent him the tweet about the impeachment. And I was like, yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> now, are you bigger basketball, or do you like all sports, Jamie? Uh, well, right now, I like all sports. Right. I like anything I can watch that's entertaining. <laughs> um, but yes. since I grew up in St. Louis, uh, baseball, typically. But again, like, baseball's slow moving. So unless the Cardinals are in the postseason, you care somewhat less. But postseason baseball, like October in St. Louis when the Cardinals are in the postseason, is so f***ing exciting. But I also yep. I played basketball when I was younger and I managed a team. So I'm, I can get really into that. I just, with my ADHD sports are sometimes hard to follow on screens. I'd rather watch them live. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a, I got a friend and he, he he is funny. He sells garbage trucks and he makes a hell of a lot of money, but he knows, and he, (laughs) he knows nothing. He knows nothing about sports, (laughs) but all of the guys that he's working with, they want to talk sports, and so what he'll do is he'll just he'll he'll go to Google and just see what happened last night. And he'll be like, "Man, cram it! Those Pistons, man, they just killed them." And then the guy will say, "Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if such and such will be sticking around for." And then he's he's lost. He's like, "He's oh, lost." Yo, let me. I just knew the let, door. <laughs> seriously, let me tell you about like growing up, boy. It's like. Yeah. I, let me tell you how many times I lied about statistics and just because I because I was always an artist. I was into basketball, but not enough to like, I ain't collect cards. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I watched Laker games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't keep up with every team, but just to be able to have something to say yeah. tomorrow at school, I definitely yeah. like watched SportsCenter before I left home. You know what I'm saying? Just so I could have something to say because I felt something like I say. had to. Because yeah. they police yeah. your masculinity based on how well you know the next stats. So I used to pretend like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, bro, did you see that? Oh, man, nah. I got like, what, did he get like 50 points? He got 45 points last night? That's crazy. I'm making up these stats. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be able to participate. So him doing that just makes me feel so vindicated because I felt like I can't be the only one lying. There's no way in the world all y'all keeping up with this no there's no way yeah. or if they are that's all they do yeah like, i was like I you that either yeah. <laughs> do you do anything else do you have any hobbies yeah, like, yeah. hey so jamie this is funny this is anyway. this is the second time this has happened like in a in a super significant way do you know who stephanie drury is by any chance i know you don't know everybody online so she kind of has a, a similar vibe on on social media and if if somebody just keeps up with your social media just like whoa the girl's hardcore and then I then I have you here on Zoom. I'm like, just the nicest, kindest, <laughs> laid back, chill person. <laughs> um, I actually I mean, went through my own timeline last night for the last few months, and I was like, damn, this woman's mad. <laughs> Yo, but I, it, I, you know what? I, I get am that with- though. Yeah, I am that mad. Right. Like, right. yeah. So right. it's both. We all contain multitudes, but there I hear is. that constantly from people it was funny actually the liturgist gathering in 2018 here i had both i was sitting at dinner with folks and audrey assad was on one side i mean william matthews was on the other side and they were both talking to me about uh like separately they didn't know they were doing this both of them were separately talking to me about someone that they had talked to that was like you you know that you know that woman she seems mad and they both like were like had to tell the, their person that didn't know me like no she's actually like very gentle and very kind and like they have these two friends who were like i don't get it and then at a certain point we all three realized they were talking about the same person <laughs> so awesome. That's awesome it was great 
I get that with music. Blocked me on Twitter, so it's fine. There it is. So who cares? I get that with music. People think immediately I'm going to talk to you about like the prison industrial complex, (laughs) right? Right. And how racism is destroying the world. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm really (laughs) watching this Will Ferrell movie right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's hilarious. You know. Oh man, that's right. Well, ain't no white people in my circles. There's plenty of white people (laughs) in my circle, actually. Well, like, we watch that. Will Ferrell movies together all, all the oh, yeah. time. Like, oh yeah. Do y'all have yeah. a favorite? Uh I don't I I don't I may have a favorite character. Yeah, I have a favorite okay. scene and and it's yeah. crazy that it's in Daddy's Home 2. My fa- have y'all seen those? Of course. Oh I my have gosh. Seen those. Yeah. The scene where he's at the bottom of the oh I forgot what do you call them escalators in the in the mm-hmm. airport and he sees his dad up there. Oh he's yes. Like, my dad always wears a red sweater so I can see him and he's like jumping up and down clapping his hands. Yeah. That is just the best. It's that one. Is just I the best. I don't know. I feel like Ricky Bobby's a prophet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is prophetic. I don't know if there's a better character than Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a that's yep. He's pretty that's awesome. Okay. We better podcast, y'all. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, you guys know started. I'm yes. in South Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. the the last election, you guys are probably going to be mad at me, but I voted third party. My wife was like, "Boo, your vote's not going to count." And I'm like, "You realize, Iowan girl, that this vote it's a republicanism shutdown, lockdown. It's done." Trump's got this state. Now I realize my immaturity there. I, I get it. I get it. But the uh-huh. the polarity in our society is just crazier than the three of us have ever seen. And there's so much anger, justifiably. And so I'll set things up like this. This the purpose of this episode is to address the polarity and ponder what love looks like in this season, especially to those who claim to follow the ways of Jesus. And I want to make clear. To, to my listeners that I don't advocate being complacent with hate and bigotry, but my main, I'd say my big issue right now is I feel like people are being lazy. And because of this, the lazy route is just to be hateful. Uh, so something along the lines of how a democratic voter is seen as this type of person and they're hated by the other side. And the Republican voter is seen as this type of person. They're hated by the other side. And we end up being so bitter to lay to a label that we put on people. And a lot of those people don't even fit the label and it's just more complicated. So like, is there room for a Democrat who's pro-life, including wanting to stomp mm. out the death penalty? Is there room for a gay Republican? It's like people yeah. are complex. Uh, it, it's funny. Y'all know what I saw downtown Charleston with my kids, a, a big old truck with a Trump flag and a pride flag. And, a double take yeah. my kids and, mm-hmm. and my kids who are being raised on TikTok. They're like that, that it was like two plus two equals oh. five. They're like that. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is that? <laughs> but yeah. here's what I'm trying. Here's what I'm trying to teach my kids. I, like, I don't, I don't want them to fall into just putting people in boxes. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, this, this is even a tough thing for me to say, cause I, I, I love Jason so much, but I, I asked them, I said, kids and, and their, their great grandmother passed away a couple of years ago. I said, do you think Poppy died thinking that blacks and whites were completely equal, just like completely equal and kind of to share their chagrin? They're like, "Ah, probably not. And I said, I said, why? They said, because she was taught to think a certain way for her absolute whole life. I said, do you think your Poppy changed? 
in the last 60 years, they said, yeah, absolutely. I was like, yes, absolutely. She, she changed tons. And does that justify the fact that she still had some racist tendencies? Absolutely not. But does it make her an absolutely hateful, horrible woman? I mean, you know, I, I, I would say no. So uh-huh. the question, should we love our enemy? And if so, what's it look like? Personally, a resounding yes for the first one. We should love our enemies. But the second question is what this conversation is about. And this is where you guys come in. I thought I need some, I need some kick ass. And so that's where I thought Jamie <laughs> Lee would be a great idea. And then kick prop, ass. <laughs> prop somewhere in the middle. I f- and look at me putting y'all in boxes. So here's, okay, here's, I can't, <laughs> be an ass kicker. I can't be an ass kicker though. <laughs> Okay. So here's kind of a rule I want to put down is I'm going to be super direct and adamant about how I see things. And I want to ask you all to do the same. Uh, okay. Like, And please know that I'm readily aware that I'm wrong on some or, or many things. And that's why I want y'all here so I can learn. So I, let's start with my grandma. And she's, she's dead. She won't be listening. I mean, honor her. She's, <laughs> she's dead, but she's not going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> is there a difference with how we respond to ignorance? And compared to just straight up hate and evil, like, do we respond differently to that? And does that question make sense? Yeah. The question makes sense. I'm okay. answering that question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want, you want to set it off, Jamie? Or are you still, still processing? Well, <clears throat> I actually feel like even before we can address that question. Yes, please of like, how do we love, like in, in, in the question of how do we address ignorance and intentional, um, what way, how did you set that up? Ignorance versus how would you ignorance versus Willful. just straight up hateful, willful, straight hatefulness. Hate, willful hate hatefulness. Evil. Yeah. I think so. You know, the underlying answer is yes, they do need to be addressed differently. And the goal here is to address both with love in some capacity. Yeah. But I feel like the question we have to actually start with is like, what are we all talking about when we talk about love? Like it's a word Mm. we are all using and we all think we're talking about the same thing, but we're not like hardly any of us actually mean the same thing when we refer to the idea of the concept of love and the idea of loving, Mm. being loving, expressing love. We're all, honestly, we're all picturing something different. We're all feeling different things and we're all applying a different quality to the word, largely based in what was taught to us when we were young that love looked like, what was taught to us, what was modeled for us. And so we as individuals, before we can even decide, like, how do I address ignorance? How do I address willful hate? I think we have to get clear on, because I think people are like, how do I address that I have tone to be loving? Okay, well, what does that mean? What's a loving tone? Because yeah. whiteness will tell you that a loving, to- a loving tone is a tone of decorum. Like whiteness loves decorum. And I was raised in the white evangelical church, which the civility. primary yeah. thing, civility, respectab- respectability politics, like niceness, mm-hmm. politeness. I live in the South now. Like I was raised in, this, in a white Southern Baptist church. I was taught by both God, the authority God, simulated through the people that taught me and my leaders and my parents, that the highest moral calling for me to express love was to be polite. Don't raise your voice. Don't push back. You know, and, and what the irony here is like, I was taught that that was my job 
to be loving in that way. But also like, I was also taught that God loves me, but that guy got to commit like all kinds of horrendous abuses <laughs> in my direction and in the direction of people, but we called that love. So we, I think we have to first get really clear in admitting that we're not talking about the same thing, but we all think that we are, we think it's possible. Cause I think we have to like investigate who taught you what love is and what love looks like. And is that yeah. accurate? And where in your experience, your gender, your race, your ideology, your location, all of these things, how did that influence what your idea of love is? Yeah. And how does that then influence what you are trying to hold other people to? And they might not even know that you're trying, that they are being held to that idea and yeah. standard. Yeah. Yeah. And before either one of y'all needs to tell me, I am aware that I'm white, I'm male and I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you're also very attractive. I'm going to add that. Oh, um, thanks. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I echo her echo of that echo, you know. Uh, the, um, the thing that, yeah, coming from a position I'm at, it's like, favorite book I read, this, read last year was called Why Fish Don't Exist. It's uh, Lulu Miller. She's a... Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to read that. Um, I heard... I listened to her podcast, many yeah. of her podcasts. I heard yeah. the one about that book. I'm yeah. you read that. Yeah. It's flawless. Um, and uh, catch all up. The, the concept is this. The concept has to do with like the what you're saying is like naming things, giving them categories, putting them in boxes. It's kind of synthesizing the two things both you guys have just like kind of laid out. Uh, she... She gives this example of like, you take a lungfish, a salmon, and a cow, and you go, which one of these animals are more closely related to each other? Well, duh, the salmon and the lungfish. But when you get to the taxonomy level, that's actually false. The lungfish and the cow actually have more parts inside of them that are more similar than the lungfish does to the salmon. And then she like, so then when you do this with every fish in the ocean, you realize none of them are fish. They're all yeah. something else, yeah. right? We just lassoed this term around, which is where, where all they really share is location, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way that saying, if you take a mountain, and you go, every animal on that mountain is the same animal, right? Because they're all on that mountain. You're like, well, that's ridiculous, right? So all that to say, the categories we use are bullshit. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're made up. That said, we still, what did well, what is sushi? What did I have for dinner last night? It's like, well, uh -huh. I had fish. It's like, well, well, fish don't exist. Check, actually, fish don't exist. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, to function in the world, so I say that to say, all that to say, so what is love? Well, what do we mean by that? What is a Republican? I mean, it's a made up word. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That like, it, and because of all the examples you just gave, I watched the video at the insurrection this week that said, Crips for Trump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Westside Crip. I was like, this is not a thing. There's no way in the world this is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Because the, because the, 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 but the categories, they're all made up, yet they're still the, the reality we exist in. Race is a social construct. However, the laws that I live in America have codified yes, something yeah. that was made up, and now it's yep. what I live in. So, yeah. 
So it's also I what think, we did to fish. And it's what <laughs> we, we did to fish. We called them fish because they're in one location. And now we yes. just know them as all fish because we've been, ta- we've been calling yes. fish. So mm-hmm. it's the reality I exist in, even though yeah. it's not real. So right, I realize y'all are just going to have to talk slower because you're both smarter than me, FYI. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, so I say that to say, like you said, like I've, I've lumped these people into these things using. But, the, but what I'm saying is like the grid for which you've lumped these people in yeah. is also made up. So, yeah. so since we don't really have actual definitions, we have to just go, well, that said, what do we live in? So for me, what I live in is a constant sort of having to fight for dignity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, the baseline of any conversation I'm going to have is I need this person I'm speaking to to affirm my dignity yes. as a human. You understand what I'm saying? And I am going to offer the same to that person is I'm going to, I'm going to affirm your dignity. Right. And so if for me, it's like, I'm a fast forward to the end of the pod. Like we have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. If if my dignity as a human is not being affirmed and is not mm-hmm. understood, there's nothing to talk about. We live on different planets. You don't think I'm the same species as you. There's nothing to talk about. I right. have no, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying right. And, and um, so, so, and if I'm doing the same, like you said, if my, if my, as a person, as a believer, if we're going to use that term, um, my role is to be loving in this environment, then I'm saying, listen, I'm coming to you and I'm treating you as a human, but if you're going to treat me like an animal, m- we have nothing else to talk about as, as, far, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So like, so that to say, to answer, or to kind of like jump on what, what, what yeah. Jamie was saying, is like, I'm going to define love as dignity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and now jumping into your grandmother's, uh, is that your grandma or, or your kid's grandma, your grandmother? Um, there's an X factor to the conversation because you just, you, this, this woman is not imaginary no more. Right. This woman's not an abstract concept. That right. is my friend's grandmother. So you've just humanized this woman. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which for me, as someone who fights for human dignity, I'm like, now I'm cornered. I have to think of her, you know what I'm saying, in those terms, in terms of of human dignity, even though maybe for half of her life, she robbed me of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But what's what's interesting about what racism does, and especially specifically the type that we've seen here, this white supremacy, is not only is it robbing me of my dignity, it's robbing her of her dignity. Yes, that's right. I'm saying like that- White supremacy breaks the white dude too. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're, you know, there's, there's, there's damage on. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, damn, Meemaw. I don't know what y'all call y'all grandmamas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, <laughs> for the sake of your own dignity, you have to yes. let this go. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. Um. So so yeah so yeah all of us being on a a level of growth and evolution and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, like for the sake of this woman's dignity, for the love of your own self, you got to let go of this racism. You got to let go right. of these ideas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Is it like, cause isn't it, then <laughs> this is my whole point of like, we got like, we got to just admit that we don't all mean the same thing when we're talking about yeah, love and it should be that way because is it not loving 
to fiercely demand that someone restore their own soul by seeing the dignity in a human being that they had been taught to never see dignity in. Isn't that the most loving possible behavior? Because even going back to like what you said earlier, Joey, of like you're, you're kind of this, the way you're framing like hate, kind of hate equals lazy. And I'm like, well, what's interesting about that is in my mind, enabling equals lazy. Enabling is the laziest thing you could do. But often remember what I just contextualized about my background and my experience. Mm -hmm. I was taught in politeness that polite love equals politeness, niceness, passivity. Enabling then was taught to me, enabling someone is loving them. Just don't touch it. Just keep your hands off. Don't be fierce in their direction. Do not fiercely demand that they restore their own soul by seeing the dignity of a person they have dehumanized. Don't do it. So the lazier move then is the enabling. Hate and anger are not the same thing. Hate exists on its own separately. Hate does oversimplify. Hate does overcategorize. But anger in the face of injustice is a loving response, not just to defend who is being dehumanized, but to Hmm. desperately beg the person who is doing the dehumanizing to restore their own soul. Does it it feel that, and I think this is where I'm getting at, is while we advocate for others and while we do not enable, it seems like as we do that, we also have no problem with being extremely um, dehumanizing. Like it, it seems that way. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just, it feels like a Trump voter is seen as, as one way. Uh, and, and I can, un- I understand it. Like I understand why, but mm-hmm. just, I mean, I even saw, so, so first of all, this is just my opinion. But not all forms of evangelicalism are 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 long gone. Like there there yeah. are there. I mean, of course, like you can't write off. A, I mean, that's such a junk drawer term. Evangelicalism. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it's just like. And so I I've seen people tweet something along the lines of evangelicals. Um, you you know you're horrible. We we uh, it, not we hate you, but we will never trust you ever again. And it was in a tone of get away. I don't want to talk to you. Shut up. Like you're dead to me. Like that, that Mm -hmm. was the tone. And I think the person that tweeted that would have probably confirmed. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) I don't ever want to talk to him again. And I just, that, that is where I'm like, man, if we, if, if both sides maintain that posture, we're done. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's, there's no, way to grow i mean and well the, the difficulty with like what the internet has opened up yeah it's br- some, some of what the internet has opened up for us in public discourse is brilliant like i was yeah. just talking with a client this morning about how you know if you go back to my grandparents generation it is highly possible they literally in their entire lives never encountered someone who wasn't a christian wow. <laughs> but i yeah. grew up got on the internet when i was like 11 or 12 and then started encountering all different kinds of people all over the place. And that was a major part of my religious deconstruction is you just couldn't tell me this was the only way to be. You couldn't successfully right. tell me that. Yeah. So the internet has given us many beautiful possibilities in that. It has also given us this complicated space of public discourse where people are inappropriately working out their pain in public discourse oh. in a way where that becomes a dehumanizing 
they, they create dehumanizing statements that are probably more apt to show up in a therapy session with their therapist. Where it's so good. No shame. Did you say it inappropriately? Did you say inappropriately? Yeah. 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 That's good. No I love that. You, yeah. It. yeah. No one can tend to it in that moment. And then it's also mobilized by more people in pain latching onto it. And this is a big thing for me. This is what built my Twitter following. And what I've started to try and distance away from is this over, oversimplification of like, all white men are this, all, pe- mm-hmm. all these people, and try and get more specific and also yeah. try and recognize, I'm not perfect at it, nobody will be, but try and recognize, wait, does this pain need to go here? Do I need to get the endorphin, the serotonin, you know, feedback of like people Good. being like, yeah, you're right. Or do I need to like wait and talk this out with a friend and wait until I have a session with my therapist? Like where does my pain need to go? right now. And unfortunately, what we know again about the way social media has been designed, it's designed to give us the feedback, like to give that keep us addicted to it. And conflict drives the yeah. algorithm, algorithm drives the serotonin release, and it keeps us mm. coming back more. And that that's a that's a major part of what I agree with you, what you're seeing is complicated. It puts us it puts me it gets me really existential to a point where I'm like, are we too far gone? Because yeah. I don't, know if we can come back from the fact that this is a normal way that we do discourse now right Right. that's dude the idea of you saying like this tweet is really someone working out their own pain is like i mean that's so spot on my wife says that every time i crack jokes about my childhood that she's just Mm -hmm. like you're just working out your pain and i'm like no it's funny wait maybe i am you know what i'm saying so it's like it's true you know and i know that like no it's funny with tears coming out of your eyes yeah 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 Yeah. you know uh yeah so i i think that like we unknowingly i think our our brains are moving between the ten thousand foot the collective all the way down to descending into the particular with the yeah. individual. We're doing it, you mm-hmm. know, constantly going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of our sentence, almost like switching our vantage points, like all the time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, and I think, again, the perfect example is what you started, is your grandmother. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And when you understand, like, most studies of, like, ardent, strong right-wing fascist white supremacist dudes that were at the unite the right movement a lot of them have like they have latino friends mm-hmm. they have like their neighbor like their neighbor is a mexican dude who they love dearly you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like oh my third grade teacher is a black woman i love her you know what i'm saying right. but but when you get to the collective you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like that that dissonance between the totality of the thing because the collective is made of individuals you know what i'm saying yeah. right yeah. but I can understand it on the individual level. Yeah, like we have yet to advance as a as a species with this new toy called the yeah. internet yeah. to know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we had this problem with the printing press. That's we right. had this yeah. problem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the train, you feel me? You know, so it's 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 we figure it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just haven't yet. You know what I mean? We yeah. are in we're still in the beginnings, whether we want to believe it or not, we're still in the beginnings of the information age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm saying all the way, again, all the way back to like the Gutenberg press, like we still in that age, like information travels faster than people. Yes. And that's new to mm. the homo sapien, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think that like, that is still something 
we're not going to solve in this podcast. But I do think um, something that I've been kind of working out, like really trying to understand, again, if I'm going to use these categories, why the right Mm. seems to fall for like con artists Mm -hmm. and just has Mm -hmm. this sort of like personality cult type thing that from my little stylo, I go where are your antennas? Like, why are you falling for this? Right. Right? Um, Being able to to discern the difference between a good idea and a different idea. Like there are some things or a bad idea. Some things are just bad ideas. Like I don't care where they come from. Other things are just different ideas. And, and so anyway, so I'm like, I don't understand why it don't matter what comes out of this dude's mouth. You ride for him. Whoever that dude is. Right. Right. You're just like, that's our guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm that's the part I want to say that personality cult. Now, so that's what I'm seeing over there. Now, turning that camera lens back on my own is something you brought up before earlier. In my little silo, it's not the personality, it's the talking point. Mm-hmm. We just we slaves to the talking point. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where we don't allow nuance. Like you said, you mm-hmm. can't be a uh, 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 anti-abortion left wing. You know what I'm saying? Like that, there's no there's no space for that. The talking mm-hmm. points are this. You have to be that. And it's like, so to me, it's like, these are our ditches that we do exist in, which has been um, policed, codified, and enforced by this new toy called social media that since none of us can work these things out, like you said, possibly in therapy, possibly in small groups with an understanding of, um, you know, ascending and descending between the individual and the collective all this stuff happening all at the same time you know what i'm saying so i just think it 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 set up this complicated complicated thing that i honestly believe at the end of the day my theology says um like like nuance is sacred work like yeah. that yeah. nuance is sacred. That's yeah. mystical and divine. And it's the beautiful part of the human experience to me is like really getting into the nuance, mm-hmm. but I still have to breathe air. We still got to breathe oxygen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now, but now once I get off the clouds, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still got to walk on. I still got to walk with gravity and with gra- and yeah. gravity needs boxes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We ain't figured out how to exist without boxes. Yeah, if you haven't listened to Brian McLaren, love that guy. He's got a podcast. He's done six episodes with Richard Rohr and Reverend Jackie Lewis. It's called Learning How to See. If you listen to the first episode, you'll want to listen to the rest of them, but just listen to the first one and your eyes will be open to how people get stuck in their biases. He outlines 13 different biases. Wow. And and, I mean, it it really helps me understand people. (laughs) Is it as good as 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 mine? Uh, uh, No, gosh, no. (laughs) Okay, just making sure. Just making sure my little... That was a test. Yeah, yeah. personality cult versus... idea cult that's what we yeah. all we all the cults you know what i'm saying well, uh, I, I, I have something i want to say but I, I jamie do you have something that that you want to respond to okay so i i as we're talking i i think i'm actually seeing where this is what i fall into so we had chris singleton his uh i want to honor his mom sharonda coleman singleton his mom was uh executed uh, at the Charleston Nine exe- uh, mm-hmm. massacre. Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, her son was talking to our youth group and she, he basically, every single time he mentioned Dylan Roof, he said, Dylan Roof did such and such. Every single time he said, because he was misled and misinformed, misled mm-hmm. and misinformed. I heard him say that so many times, misled and misinformed. Yeah. And then, uh, and I can't watch this without getting choked up when you see the, the family of the victims looking at Dylan Roof straight in the eye and basically saying, we forgive you. I think mm-hmm. my problem is I look at something that miraculous and I think, yeah, that's, that's what we all should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the worst of the worst. You know, some racist, and that's, that's an understatement, yeah. gets involved in a community that welcomes them with open arms, joins that community a few times with the plans of shooting them. Yeah. And this family, mm-hmm. these, these family members, they prioritize forgiveness. And so I see something like that and I'm like, see, that's the answer. That's, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how we fix everything is, is we, we forgive yeah. the worst of the worst. But then I think it goes back so to my position yeah. in society. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, so this was interesting. So yeah. this, this is one of those like in-house debates among people of color yeah. to uh-huh. where we're like, you've internalized, you know, the authoritarian mm-hmm gaze of the white man yeah. and you have to let him do what he wants you know what i'm saying um and, and now uh, it's your responsibility to be the noble res- to be the more noble yes. to take a more noble hand and be like I yes yeah i have to How describe much of that is yes choice. exactly yeah. you get to be the aggressor you get to make problems and i just have to forgive you because <laughs> you told me that that's the better thing for me to do right. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but if i rise up Right. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Then I'm destroying the country. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I agree. So, with you. I agree yeah. With you. So, yeah. so there's yeah. like, but that's so wh- all that to say, I think there's an interesting like spe- specificity. Uh, again, getting into the particulars of a situation, descending into the particulars of a situation, you know, like, the, which is why, like, you'll never see me publicly, like, uh, wading into the waters of the like, abortion discussion because i'm like i'm never gonna be pregnant Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i'm never gonna get pregnant so i'm like i i shouldn't have a take for this like this is Mm -hmm. not this is not my business you know what i'm saying and i'm like that's there so so when people ask me hey should white people be allowed to say the n-word and i'm like that shouldn't even be your concern that's none of your concern this but is an in-house I'm discussion the lyrics of my favorite song i have to bleep myself it's none of your business <laughs> and you know what it, and it depends on who you standing next to because it's up to it, it's true. up to those black people okay, not to yeah. me yes. it's up to those yes. black you see what i'm saying so that's yep. what i'm saying yeah so that's that what is, i mean to, yep. okay go ahead Keep going. Well, this is like what I was like, this is where I'm ready for me to bring the nuance in between what the two of you are saying here. I don't have, not only do I agree with all that, I actually agree with everything you said too, Joey, with one exception, the word should. Yeah. When you apply the word should, when we apply the word should of they did it, so we should all be able to. We're removing personal agency. We're removing exactly what Prof just said of like, depends on who you're saying next to Depends on the mm-hmm. situation, depends on the context, depends on the individual person, depends yeah. on a myriad of things I can't possibly know. The, those families of those nine people together in using their personal agency, again, potentially not because of all of the, you know, the, the yeah, pressure, yeah. 
white supremacy here, but like, and the politics of it, but to give the most generous assumption, they did soul searching. They decided this is what I have decided is best for me individually. Mm -hmm. This is what the group decided is best for them. They did it. That is not, that doesn't need to set a precedent an inappropriate precedent so that the next time someone experiences tragedy in some way, particularly a person in the same demographic makeup, the next time a collective family of black folks whose family members have been murdered, but the next time a similar situation happens, we expect that they should react the same way because we've now decided forgiveness is the way forward here. What if anger is the way forward? What if absolutely not? I'm not giving you my forgiveness because we need to look at the deeper issue that's going on here. And that's the way forward into deeper love. That's the way forward into real love that like prop said, brings about the dignity and the full humanity of every person. Anger can accomplish that. Forgiveness can accomplish that. Love looks like a myriad of things, not a myriad. Love looks like myriad of things. And it can look specific to the situation. I think what we really need is to extend the permission for every person to be able to be like, what does love need to look like from me to this in this moment? And then just being like, that's your business. I don't get a say in that for you on some level. Now, do you think people that ascribe to, and and you and I don't know each other that well, but, but I I know deconstruction and, and I, and I think I probably have somewhat of a feel just by following your work. Do you think Try people it. Let's that, see. Uh, what that, box am I in? I'm kidding. Yeah, I, yeah, said, I just put you in another box. <laughs> <laughs> do you think people that ascribe to the Christian faith, do you do you think if they're going to be consistent with what they preach, do you think they have a choice as to whether or not to forgive? Yeah. So What's the I, Christian faith. I love that. What yeah. That I mean? was like, again, yeah. <laughs> depends on where you're showing up on Sunday. That's but, right. Um yeah, like I have, I've kind of walked away from in my own deconstruction and being like, you posted, well, the Bible says this. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. You know but what I'm love saying? Love your enemy. That seems to be the crux of, of what. Yeah, but then now we're, now we're back now at we're minute back one. Love. Yeah, yeah right. now you're back yep. at minute one. Okay. So also, what, who's my enemy? Like, how, yeah. who's the enemy and what? love me like yeah. that statement not simple mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot there's a lot of uh we ain't we ain't we ain't set the characters in in place yet <laughs> i do want to um i do want to uh, acknowledge two things one that uh i just learned some some grammar right now when you said myriad and then stopped yourself from saying a myriad and i was like yep. whoa i just learned something yeah. <laughs> um put a flag right there i know uh, me too i don't know how to say yeah. basic words so that kind of stuff yeah. i'm like wow yeah. Right. Okay. And then, uh, secondly, um, you know, the great, the great prophet, uh, David dark. And mm-hmm. I say that with not tongue in cheek, like the man's a yeah. prophet, but, uh, yes. yeah, his, his tweet a few weeks ago, like the unity, unity without reckoning is marketing. Sure. And I'm like, that's, that's it. Because again, didn't we just co- do this over the summer? Yes. All summer long. Jesus. Yes. You just, you want, <laughs> you want unity without reckoning and i mean and i feel like i mean you could shoot me about being unloving but i'm watching our elected officials make that same argument if we mm-hmm. right. if we impeach the president it's divisive mm-hmm. the time we need right now is a time for unity can we just put this behind us i'm looking at them and i'm going what the what the fuck <laughs> Like, I'm like, if, if I were a senator, I would stand up and be like, guys, 
we almost died Tuesday. Yeah. What is the fucking hold up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Huh? I said, you, you should say? be a senator. We need yeah. someone who talks like that in there. I'm just like, I don't understand what loudly. the question is. Yeah. We almost yeah. died. Like, we yeah. all know who we signed up for. You're going to get death threats because that's just part of the game. Fam, they in the house. Yeah. And you ain't say shit? Yeah. I don't understand. You need, we need to deal with this. Yeah. So, it, you know, I did a poem five years ago called 20 years and it was essentially the same principle it's like okay so if this man has been beating his wife for 20 years and then decides to stop right and you expect her to just kind of shut up and show up every week because right. oh well he stopped i'm like no like we got we need it we got some stuff we got to talk about you know what i'm saying yeah. and to me it's like if we again we're having to find our terms even just even in this conversation we haven't defined our terms it's the only my only it uh attempt on it was dignity you know what i'm saying so i'm like um first of all you robbed a person of their dignity by abusing them now you're robbing them again yeah. by not allowing to make to restore what you stole from them you yeah. know what i'm saying so in your cause of seeming as though you're taking the higher ground you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like and i'm and and again i'm like and this is going both ways because you who are you know being the aggressor in this situation, I'm like, your hum your ability to empathize and dignity is dying as it's crushing me because you can't see how twisted this is. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So to me, it's like, I am going to call to your better self. I'm, I'm trying to call to the great, to the yeah. human part of you of going, yo, there's something that needs to be restored. It's been taken from both of us and it needs to be restored. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you're a Christian, I'm like, I don't understand how you want resurrection without crucifixion. Mm -hmm. You want, you want Jesus to raise, but raise from what you, yes, you know what I'm saying? Right. The son had to get crushed before you were reconciled with the father. That's what just we atonement teaches is that justice was served. It was just served on somebody else before mm -hmm. you were reconciled with the father. The son Dang, was crushed. So, so, so there's, I, what, what do you, what do you talk about? What do you talk about reconciliation for yet? What are you talking about that yet? Right. Like you're saying I'm the aggressor. I'm like, the son wasn't crushed yet. The son was crushed. So, mm -hmm. so in my mind, I'm like, I, I, if again, if you're a Jesus follower, you've been given a pattern. Mm -hmm. The pattern is justice, reconciliation, yeah. justice, no. reconciliation. I can't, I can't skip that. Right. <laughs> so now it, does this mean I'm a unfollow somebody on Instagram or on Twitter or I'm a mute somebody? I mean, what the fuck is just Twitter? Like who, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, maybe who I, I will. Mute or block. Yeah. Like what yeah. difference does it make? You understand right. what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, now, if you're doing this to silent dissenting voices, that's a bigger problem. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then, then now you got something else you got to deal with. But if it's just a matter of like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to unfollow this fool. Okay. Kick rocks. Unfollow. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like some people I know, I got people who only follow, uh, gardeners because they just i go to social media to learn how to take care of my succulents you know what i'm saying like what the hell difference do it make what you do on a twitter you feel me yeah. so like yep unless you are unless it's your own indictment on something you're not dealing with which is why i love what jamie said earlier where i'm like you're working out pain and yeah. it's in front of everybody 
And like, so there's some pain you need to work out. So this is a question that I I, I really have for my own betterment. I so I'll I'll give you an example. I'll I'll see a a a tweet that that Jamie puts out there, and I'll be like, "Whoa, that, huh? That's pretty abrasive. That may that may be too far." But I go back to she has a purpose to be that abrasive. Mm -hmm. This is just my Mm -hmm. analysis. I don't know what's going on in Jamie's head. Mm -hmm. She has a purpose to 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 jolt people to be like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you know, yeah. like that sort of, <clears throat> is it irresponsible for me, especially with who I am, white, straight, male, to have that same abrasiveness towards not, not ignoring the problem, not, not trying to push, you know, push it under the rug, but to be super loud with, remember to humanize one another, remember to love, remember to forgive. Mm. Like is, is that, would you guys say that is maybe irresponsible for, for that to be my big thing, if that makes sense? Does that make sense? I hear the question yeah. and it's a really good question. Um, because again, we're talking about, we can split that question down the middle between yeah. like, okay, well, among the three people here having this conversation right now, I see you, I'm getting to know you. Right. And in my ability to see you and get to know you, I'm like, I hear what you mean by that. Right. And that might be yeah. useful to certain conversations that you might offer a helpful perspective. And you are a person doing the introspective work to be able to name your life experience that put you in the position to potentially more easily offer that point right. of view. Right. But you're doing that internal work. And also we lose, we lose that intimacy. We lose the proper context of people in the distance that's created on social media. So it's one thing for me to be like, you, I know you, you can say the thing I can, I know your tone. I know what you mean. I know your context. I know the internal work you're doing. I know the reflection work you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that statement, but you take the identical statement and you just have me coming across it randomly from someone I don't know online who occupies the same, checks the same demographic boxes as you, as you, and that will likely cause a reaction in me in some capacity. Cause I'll start filling in blanks and be like, I assume this person isn't doing the work. I assume this is an easy statement for them to make. Now, yes, I'm complicit in my assumptions, but also, am I totally wrong? Not necessarily. And can you really expect someone to do anything differently with what we just talked about with social media? So great question. Uh, I don't have an easy answer. I mean, I I think that was a great answer. I mean, isn't that the nature of all of our Twitter accounts? I mean, yes, it, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and the thing too, like, like, so Jason important saying, like to remember. yeah, well, and like the other thing too, is like, you can let people elect what is difficult for them. Like I have a, after, since it, I used to participate in pylons and then two of them happened to me and I realized the psychological effects of that. And I'm like, Fuck, no, never again. Like I, yeah. I, so like I'm starting to see what we're doing to each other in this, but like, if you tweet that because you feel it's important to say, and you know the people who know you that are your audience know you and can hear that, and also there's people a few steps further removed from you who might come across it and they get angry, they can elect to mute, to block, yeah. to unfollow, and then they're not, you know, you know what I mean? Like people, I think people are forgetting <laughs> on some level that like you can curate your feed literally and figuratively on these apps and the things that are activating you again, on some level, these apps are designed to activate you, to get you to come back to them. That's on purpose, but you also can elect to keep that from happening to you. Yeah. So people, so in this question, if 
some people experience it as irresponsible, they can make a choice about that. And if other yes. people don't experience that as irresponsible, that, that they can continue to follow. And that doesn't mean that you, black and white binary, either made a good or bad choice. You just made a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And two different yeah. types of people experienced it in two different ways. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah. that's the sacred nuance work right there. Yeah. Is, it's fucking is, hard. It's very hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's that, it's that piece that like, yeah, like I am a, also a straight male. So there's like a level of understanding, even though I experience, you know, oppression in a lot of ways, a lot of ways that I experience privilege and just, mm-hmm. um, and being aware of that when I open my mouth, one of the clearest, one of the clearest, um, examples of this is in my home being the only boy mm-hmm. in my house, even the cat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> even the cat of girl. Uh, so, um, uh, without like, I just think any, I just think bodily fluid belongs in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's and it's where your, is this going yeah I, i'm you. wondering too <laughs> i'm about to tell you i think we t- maybe we talked about this in the one that me and my wife were on where i was like it's none of my business i just think whatever comes out of your body is none of my business i don't want to touch it i don't think anybody else should touch it I think that that in my mind that's objectively true just fyi jamie and i are still lost Go ahead. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think he's leading us there slowly. I'm about to get there. So <laughs> when our eldest got her womanlies. Right? I was like, I think I know where this is going. going. <laughs> when our eldest got her womanlies. Now I got two sisters. You know what I'm saying? It, this is not. I'm like, I am objectively otherizing you. I know you're not supposed mm. to otherize, but I'm objectively otherizing you because you are other. You are I other. am not yeah. the same as you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm yep. like, so they threw this total sacred feminine party. All my wife's friends all came <laughs> over. They celebrating her and I'm happy for them. They discussing their home remedies, their own experiences, how their mom taught them. And you know what I'm saying? And different things their moms didn't tell them. And I was like, oh yeah, no nah, girl, when I get my crowns, I do this. You know what I'm saying? They doing their thing. I got up and left. I went to another room because I'm like, I have nothing to add to this conversation. I have nothing to add to this, number one. And number two, I'm looking at my wife's friends and coworkers, and I'm thinking, I shouldn't, I just shouldn't know this about you. I shouldn't know. I just, that's not in my head. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yep. I shouldn't know. This is none of my business, man. Like, I just, it's not. So I left, right? And my wife gave me the business for leave <laughs> i mean she gave me the business she was like you are you are treating our you are making our daughter feel as though this is not natural this is not normal i don't like that you're shutting this down you need to be a part of this conversation, <laughs> part of and, this conversation. and i i was like and i and i was like we were having this understanding where i was like baby to me this is like there are there are very few absolutes in the world <laughs> it's like to me this is an absolute i have nothing to add and i was like i honestly feel like this is the definition of none of my business right mm-hmm. right this is if there if none of my business was a person it's this person right now that's what this yeah. is 
none of my business. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I felt like this was sacred. Y'all should be able to speak freely without the male gaze right now. I thought I was honoring y'all. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. you should be able to talk as free as you want about all this stuff because I, again, believe that's bodily fluid and it belongs in the bathroom and it's none of my business. All I ask is that you don't make me pick it up. When you <laughs> throw the thing away, make it in the trash can. That's all I ask because I don't want to pick it up. That's because, and she's like, why? I'm like, because it's gross. I don't know what to tell you, baby. It's gross. Also, it's just like not yours. Why You don't really need a reason. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not mine. And and even if it was mine, that's gross. I wouldn't do that. If I took a big old shit, I'm not going to like, I'm going to wipe the, it's not fair for anyone else. I'm thinking objectively. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I have a I have the objective right to say this. I'm tied up yeah. like a good preacher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm like, my point is, but I'm the only guy in the house. Mm-hmm. So as objective as I think I'm being, I have to remember I'm the only man in this house. Mm-hmm. And as the only man in this house, I can express my feelings, mm-hmm. but they need to be tempered with the understanding that I am not experiencing what the rest of these women in my house are experiencing. I got a five-year-old girl now who finna experiences so later, you know right. what I'm saying? So I need to understand that like all that to say, Joey, you are absolutely correct. We need to be human. We need to be civil. We need to, we need to listen. We need to humanize. You are absolutely correct. And you're a white male. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, so it's, it's this like, it's that nuance that like, I feel like, I gave that example just to let you know that, like, I feel you. Right. I feel how that's difficult because I still, to this day, Dang, feel like, good, man. I, mm-hmm. yeah, to this day, I feel like I, I still kind of feel like I did the right thing by leaving this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she's, yeah. But she made it very clear that it wasn't. And I'm like, but I just, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like I'm right. You know what I'm saying? But right. it was just something I had to just be like, you know what? All right. Yeah. I'm, yeah, the hard I'm, thing I'm just going to listen. Story, the hard thing is that literally you're both right. Yes. Like you just, you're both right. Like, so there's, there's action and there's impact. Yeah. And oftentimes the only things that we're willing to say are correct behaviors mm-hmm. are the ones where the action and impact line up. Yeah. And it's like the action and the impact it created are the same thing. So that was correct yeah. behavior. And I don't think we're, I mean, I, I want us all to get to a point where we recognize it's not that like everything else is not that yeah. simple. <laughs> and when just because action and impact don't line up doesn't mean anyone did anything wrong. It means yeah. that the person that sometimes it does, but not always. Mm-hmm. It just means that the person who did the action was working with one context right. and yeah. one motivation and the person or people who experienced the impact were working with a different one. Nobody has to yeah. be wrong. Nobody yeah. has to be the bad guy. Because yeah. I sit here and I listen to that story and I, in the truest sense I can possibly explain, see both sides. Yeah. And gun to my head, I could not. If someone was like, you've got to pick who was correct in this, I couldn't do it. I, I mean, because I, I, totally, I can't. I can't. Totally. Because <laughs> I'm like, at the end of the day, I want my daughter to feel loved and accepted by me. That's at the end of the day, that's what I desire. I, again, back to this, I'm trying to affirm her dignity. And if yeah. you're telling me that this move, didn't do that then mm-hmm. okay i accept the impact i'm, gonna, of my I'm exactly i'm going to accept the impact of this you know what i'm saying but i don't then also have to vilify my actions for yes those two 
to be true. There yeah. you, you're good yeah. at this, Jamie. Yeah, Thank hell you. yeah. Hey, so I do this for a living. So, <laughs> uh, 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 so this that we can we can end this here. I don't y'all this. I I think one of the craziest things I've ever seen on social media. So, are y'all familiar with Jim and Tammy Baker back in the day? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school, old school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, old yeah. school. So their son Jay Baker, I really admire mm-hmm. a lot. Love and guy. he basically <laughs> said on Twitter. Lift up, you know, if you pray, say a prayer for my dad. He just had a stroke. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of in bad shape. Yeah. He Ooh, I'm nervous got destroyed. Oh, my God. You mean yeah. you support your dad? You mean you want to, us to pray for your dad? I'm assuming because he's probably not gay affirming, you know, ultra conservative and, and all of that stuff. And I, that that to me is I want to be understanding, but there's a difference in trying to be understanding and yet I don't understand. Like I, mm-hmm. I literally don't understand why, why a whole mob of people would expect a, a son, like expect a son to completely hundred yeah. percent distance himself from their father. Like that's none of their business. Yeah. If somebody yeah. wants to figure shit out with their dad, that's their dad. And that's their choice. Yeah. The, but the, I, the, yeah. The, the need, I feel like, is a whole other conversation. The need to have a hot take on everything to me is like, yeah. where did we, where, where did you, where did, where did this responsibility come from? If yeah. I, I've often found there are things that I see on the internet that, that I disagree with or I think, damn, that's wild. You know what I do? Keep scrolling. Yeah. I don't feel like I need to say anything. Who the, who, like, who cares what I think? This is a total stranger. They don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And if they do know me, I'm going to call them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, if I feel right. like you that out of that's pocket, right. you feel me? But, like, I that's particular phenomenon you're talking about, like, eviscerate this man you never met. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, like, and like you said, yeah, the humanity, like, man, look, at the end of the day, that's his daddy. Yeah. And yeah. you... Again, that's what I meant by like the loss of humanity that's going both ways. The fact that like you can't, you didn't immediately empathize with the fact that that is his daddy. You know what I'm saying? And everybody, hell, Donald Trump Jr. Like, I'm like, okay, he's a tool. Like, look, quote me, that man a tool. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? It's his daddy. And everybody want to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. My dad and I talked about this the other day too, where we were just both, my dad, even as a reluctant, not enthusiastic, but still Trump supporter, mm-hmm. but we had this moment where he's, it's starting, he's starting to break with it finally, yeah. conveniently on some level. But we had this moment together. Where I was like, he was like, can you imagine like that, you know, that guy being the president, being your dad? And I was like, no, 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 pause there. Can you imagine that guy being your dad? Yes, there it I is. I know. I knew my dad's dad, and he's like the gentlest kind, like the greatest person I can imagine. Yeah. Like, and I know my dad, and he's uh-huh. pretty similar, not identical, but similar. Yeah. And he, it's like we both just sat in this moment of, oh, suddenly so many more things make sense. Like that type of per- that man, Donald Trump being your dad, there's no way you're gonna turn out. You're gonna be a tool. Well. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be a tool because you didn't get be- shit you deserved to get. Yeah. From someone who didn't give it to you and and i think like what's funny is i think about this like segueing this back into your example of what happened to jay again let's go with like people inappropriately working out their pain like how many of those people responding to that tweet are actually mad at their dad mm. but they can't mm. say it 
how many of those people are actually mm. mad at their former pastor, but they yeah. can't say it. They never were allowed to say it. Yeah. And they are inappropriately taking that context that actually, like you said, they could scroll and buy. It has nothing to do with them. So why do they stop? That's the question. What is that giving them? Why, what is stopping and typing out an angry thing giving yeah. them? It's giving them a false sense of justice by dunking on someone yeah. they don't know and refusing to see this situation as a son worried about his father. Yeah. And it's, they see it as, you know, whoever they're projecting Jay Baker to be empathizing yeah. with this, an abuser, empathizing with yeah. inappropriately standing up for supporting, supporting yeah. someone they think is harmful. And I, 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 you, def, I, I cannot say this enough. I used to be one of those fucking people. Like I yeah, used yeah, to yeah. be one of those people who yeah. like, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to work out my pain. I'm going to do, and like, now after years, I've seen, I've, I've experienced the impact of that. I've seen, mm. I've felt how that feels. I've yeah. seen the impact that creates on people I love who've been on the receiving end of that. And yeah. also just in the last month, I'm a person who is four years estranged from her biological mother. Mm. whose mother is now been in the hospital for 24 days with COVID and has Sheesh. almost died multiple times. What do you do with that? Like it's yeah. this feeling of like, this, nobody can tell you how to feel. Mm -hmm. And the main thing I actually talked, I think on my last, uh, Michael Gunger and I do a, like a monthly, you know, his alien podcast series. Yeah. And so we do an alien and sex switch like once a month. And I'm pretty sure on the last one we did, I, I talked about this feeling of like, it paused me to yeah. really see when my mom, when I got the text from my dad that she was going into the hospital. And then when mm. I kept getting the text that her condition was getting worse, it paused me in a way where I was like, I have been justifiably angry at this person who abused me my whole life. And do I want her to suffer like this? Yeah. No, absolutely yeah. not. No way. Nobody, yeah. nobody. I do not want anybody to suffer like this. So what I want is what Jay is saying with, I want the same thing as Jay, which is recovery for this person. I love that I have a complicated relationship to because I do not hate them. And to imagine setting that down, let's okay. If I were to set that down in front of people that know me and love me, I'm in direct relationship with none of them would look at me and say, well, your mother's a shitty person. So she deserves this. And yet you create a little bit more distance and you put it on Twitter or any social media platform. And Jay sets that down and he's like, oh, I'm wrenched. This is complicated, but I'm sad. And I don't want him to suffer like this. And you have all these people who are like, well, he deserves it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah. This, it is no, <laughs> like yeah. it's just, but again, we've got to go back to like, what is that giving people? What do they think they're accomplishing? And I think a lot of what they think they're accomplishing is the same thing I used to try and be accomplishing. We just contextualize this really simply for you. Right. The, mm -hmm. the way in which most people used to know me as an online person, as a person online, and particularly, again, what built my following was raging at specifically evangelical, but mostly raging at just the existence of straight white men. The yeah, thing that sheesh. I didn't know at the time, that nobody knew at the time, that I'm still trying to contextualize for people, is that I was in an abusive relationship with a straight white man for two years while that was happening. Mm -hmm. I was working oh. out my pain. Oh, wow. It couldn't go anywhere. I am now in a relationship with an incredibly healthy and kind straight white man. I have no need 
I don't need to do that. That doesn't, it's not only that I have it and it doesn't need to go anywhere. I don't have it. And now when I come across these ideas or the temptation to oversimplify straight white men, I think about my current partner who has shared his full humanity and his pain. And the fact that like, because of his upbringing in the South as a white male with the, the pressure of masculinity, the areas that his pain has never been able to be seen before. I have so much empathy and I no longer want people that I think look like the person I'm dating to suffer because he has shown me more context than I ever got with that first person. I don't have pain to work out over this anymore. So it's this, I, I don't, it's, it has helped me understand my behavior in a way that helps me behave differently. And I hope yeah. that we can all, it's not that simple. Like, cause right. even, you know, accessing therapy is hard, but like, it's not that simple, but I hope that at some point, and I, I love what you're saying earlier prop about like, you know, mm. information travels faster than people. We did this yeah. with the printing press in some measure. Yeah. We eventually caught up. We did this with trains. We eventually caught up. I hope we eventually catch up because if we don't catch up fast enough, this, the way we're doing this is going to reach a fever pitch if it mm-hmm. maybe already hasn't. And it's going to cause us to forget our humanity and each other's humanity so much that we're going to go to war over this shit. Like, and I, yeah. and again, like on some level, we already are in one. And again, on a, on a very real level, like there are things worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, I do believe that if it, if it takes a war for, for, I mean, this is very idealistic, but if it takes a war in some capacity to get this country just to dislodge its complete and total commitment to white supremacy, okay, is that, yeah. is that not like worth it on okay. some level? Because the thing is, is like, especially yeah. when we're talking about what happened at the Capitol, I get the fear of like, oh no, if we apply consequences, it might poke the beast a little bit more and they might get more angry. I get the fear, but we absolutely cannot allow ourselves to become a society that just says there are no consequences to behavior like to behavior like this. Like we risk losing a lot in holding behavior like this accountable, holding white supremacist actions accountable, white supremacist, white supremacists themselves accountable. We risk losing a lot, but we risk losing everything if we don't do it. Yeah, dude. Okay, look, Jamie, fam, (laughs) girl, that's the greatest compliment black people can give you, girl. (laughs) Um, Nah, there's a there's there's a couple things I want to say. Like, just I just released podcast, but it was about the history of fascist regimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, and and one of the ways that you you don't one of the ways they take power is no one stops them. That's you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you because you go and check because they they only traffic in might. Yeah. You only, that's like, yeah. that's the only currency you understand is power and brute force. Mm-hmm. But those of us who are like, yo, I, I evolved is the wrong word, but I can't think of any other way to say it. It's like that we've, I've moved past brute force. That's not the, that's not the best way for culture to function. You feel as though I don't want to respond that way because that's only going to make you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. but if I just overpower you, then I'm right. like, well, that's now, now the whole capital's burnt down. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I get the, uh, the struggle back and forth, but I want to say this quote that my wife says, who's apparently poking into the door right now. Um, <laughs> but it's a quote from her book, but she says, um, through painful and initial, 
though painful and initially without purpose, the pain of being excluded and disposable by society taught me that society is just a representation of our fractured selves. Transformative justice is about awakening the fractures within ourselves and each other in order to heal because the personal is political and the revolution truly begins at home, which I'm like, damn, you're a good writer. But like the, the idea is like culture can only be as healed as we are, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so again, scaling back and forth between the macro and the micro, the micro is the stuff that Jamie's trying to say is like, there is a legitimate, which again, I think going back full circle to the question you ask about this whole pod from the email is like, I am willing to affirm the legitimate feeling of pain that these people are experiencing when you, the idea of the feeling of feeling disenfranchised of being left out. And for, for this particular group, you know, that it's, I feel like I understand the idea. Like they feel like they're being, they've been abandoned on both sides, whether it's you've been abandoned by your, by your elected officials, you've been abandoned by the capitalistic corporate America. You know what I'm saying? Um, You've been abandoned by everybody. There's no, there's no options in your community and everybody telling you, you the problem. I'm like, wow, I did you, you think, <laughs> look at this black face. You think I don't understand how that feels. Right. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? So whether it's real or imagined is not the point it's real in yeah. your body. Yeah. So yes. for me, it's like, that's what needs to be healed is like, let me, let me, let's, Let's process through that. Hell, the opioid epidemic, you don't sound like the crack attack to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, get, I get it. Yeah. This, there's, whether, again, whether real or imagined, you know what I'm saying? If our election was stolen and they was cheating, then yeah, we'd have a problem. Oh, it didn't happen, though. You know what I'm saying? But if it did, I understand. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Listen, yeah. if it was true that there was a... <laughs> a pedophile ring among the Democrats, they would, we'd have a serious issue. You yeah. would be absolutely justified. You understand That's what I'm right. saying? So, right. so what I'm saying is I'm, affir- I, I'm willing to affirm whether real or imagined, the feeling mm. of pain. Shit. Yeah. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Um, yes. And that's, to me, it's like, that's, if you asking me, that's the higher road. That's, that's, that's the godly love. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do, I'm willing to set that aside. Just like you said about your, 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 your Southern boo. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm still like, oh, uh, what part of the South? You know what I'm saying? I still, <laughs> I still have a wall about him where I'm just yeah. like, okay, like, oh, you a victim? You're a oh, word. You're a victim. Okay. Must, it must suck. You know what I'm saying? So like, but I'm willing to go, okay, well, let me hear what you're trying to say. You're trying to say right. like, like I said in the beginning, I've actually fallen a victim to the same masculinity that I've put mm-hmm. on every, other people. I've fallen mm-hmm. victim to the same racism I'm pushing on other people because it made me be a person that I really don't want to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And now you got to do the work to undo that. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? But like my wife says, the personal is political. So yeah. like when you, you have to work that pain out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to be, and it's scary. It's scary in the beginning to work that pain out. I'm the child of a black Panther. You know what I'm saying? It's scary yeah. to work that pain out. You feel me? But to have to work it out is the greatest. I mean, that's the greatest good. Yeah. 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 Well, mission accomplished for me. 
because I learned Jackpot. a hell of a lot. We still literally never answered your first question. <laughs> about your grandma. We did, but you know. She alright, I guess. Yeah, you know I mean? If that's, that's your grandma, you know what I mean? She alright. Yeah, yeah. Her particularly. <laughs> hugs hey as 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 poets is there any possible way to name this episode and tie it into the content keep your damn fluids in the bathroom any way Amen. to tie that to- just call <laughs> that just call that fluids in the bathroom awesome yeah. let oh, people think it's a metaphor yeah yeah right <laughs> and it's not at all it's no. just yeah. yes <laughs> Oh, thank y'all. Man, thank my you. pleasure, man. Really good hanging. Really good hanging. Good yeah. to meet you, Jamie. Yeah, that, I love that this is how we met. Yep, <laughs> this is absolutely great. Right. Absolutely. Um, should we just email you our Yeah, I think, I think so because there was a little <laughs> bit of in and out, so might as well okay. have y'all's perfect audio. Do you want me to awesome. send you a Dropbox link? or do y'all That'd be rad. Okay. I'll yeah, that's that. great. Yeah. All right, cool. see y'all. All right, All right dudes. Thanks. All right, bye.